You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, Lucha Central Weekly. Welcome to another edition of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that lets you know all the latest happening in the world of Lucha Libre. We cover news and events from, well, the week that was in Lucha Libre, talking Mexico-based promotions and top independents, along with Luchador-related news from throughout the United States. The Lucha Central Weekly Podcast is part of the Lucha Central Podcast Network on LuchaCentral.com. This podcast and others from the network are also available on all major podcast streaming platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Speaker, and more. And of course, a big shout out to our streaming partners at TheChairShot.com. My name is Miranda Morales, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. And let's bring in the rest of the team. Introducing first, he is the dashing one, Mr. Dusty Murphy. Dusty, how's it going? Oh, it's going fantastic. How's it going for you, Miranda? I am doing well. I am so excited for this week's show. And with that, well, we got to bring in the third member of this team, and that's who? 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 It is the one and only Brendan Barr. That's who. Hey, hey. One of these times I'm going to chime in with the who's just to see if anybody has <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> right? they'll, they'll find an extra who in there. They'll be like, what? <laughs> right? He's doing the thing. <laughs> he's ruining the thing. That's about <laughs> him. It's his thing, but he's ruining it by adding to it. <laughs> you know us wrestling fans. We hate change. We do. I hate yeah. it. I mean, that's, that's why I have the same intro now for, like, ever, because I, <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I mean, it works for us, but also, it just uh, continues to drive home the point that we do not like change. Oh, and we, we might even go as far as saying wrestling fans fear change, but... Yes. <laughs> well, you know, well, I would say let's not go that far, but, yeah, no, there's plenty of documented <laughs> evidence that we hate change, so... <laughs> That's neither here nor there. You know what? Speaking of change, though, we have a change to these this week's format. We're doing things a little bit differently this week. We're really going to be focusing on two main topics. We are proud and excited to be doing a preview of Pro Wrestling Revolution's next show that's scheduled for Saturday, July 30th in Santa Rosa, California. We're going to be previewing the whole card. The whole card has been announced on Pro Wrestling Revolution's social media sites. Uh, and so the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast team will be going through each of these cards, giving our thoughts, our opinions, our uh, predictions for what's to come at Pro Wrestling Revolution. And it is a very stacked card, very big matches. So we're excited to be sharing that with all of you on this week's episode. After that, 
Well, we have a little leftover treat from Expo Lucha. Brendan and I interviewed the one and only Jesus Rodriguez, also known as Ricardo Rodriguez, who made a special appearance at Expo Lucha. We were able to talk a bit with him about uh, residing now on the East Coast, uh, what he's been up to, uh, and even some of his adventures uh, internationally. He, so. he didn't just make a special appearance. He did commentary. He did, yes. He did commentary <laughs> uh, both for uh, both days, for Saturday and Sunday of Expo Lucha. So if you have not seen um, the Expo Lucha show uh, under the influence of Lucha Libre, that is still available on Fight TV. You can get it now, and you can listen to the amazing commentary of uh of Ricardo Rodriguez. Um, and of course he also did commentary, uh, for the Saturday show. Who knows when that will be released. I'm sure that will be in the mass <laughs> Republic vault and hopefully released one day. But, um, yes, I mean, someone who can do it all. He wrestles, he trains, he announces, he commentates. I don't know what this man cannot do. Um, but it was a, a pleasure speaking with him, and we're excited to be able to uh, share this interview with you. It is the final of our little interview treats uh, left over from Expo Lucha. I'm going to tell you what he can't do. He can't get kicked out of a gentleman's club with an unnamed wrestler. That's what he can't do. <laughs> well, we did see that he – yes, he did not do that. That's some, that's some leftover stuff from Expo Lucha. But he didn't get kicked out. Hey, <laughs> say, <Nobody>. brother. <laughs> I thought you were alluding to uh, something that may or may not have happened at Expo Lucha it, it, or it, after it, hours. It, it was after hours, which is why I'm not naming the wrestler. But nobody did get kicked out. So that's, yeah, no, uh, I was like nobody got kicked out. <laughs> I think they visited that and was, then left but on it their was, own accord. It was an option that was on the table when they were going. We were talking about doing it. So just. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Was not in attendance in this incident. This is all secondhand. Nope. Yes. Yep. yes. So just also wanted to make that clear. I, but yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah a, an interesting episode this week already uh, with, uh, again, this, this change in format this week. Got to change things up a little bit. Um, even though the intro may stay the same for all eternity, the format is always flexible. So, gentlemen, Let's get into our preview of Pro Wrestling Revolution next show in Santa Rosa, California. Tickets are still available at luchalibreboletos.com. That's luchalibreboletos, B-O-L-E-T-O-S.com. VIP seats include meet and greets. And events have been selling out since Pro Wrestling Revolution has come back last year. So make sure you get your tickets now, because as we talk about this card, you are going to be amazed by who's going to be part of the show. Um, And the amazing part about the meet and greet is that a lot of these luchadors are part of the meet and greet at the very beginning. So it gives you an opportunity to meet with them one on one, uh, to buy their merchandise, autographs, pictures. It's really unlike any other meet and greet experience that you'll you'll see. And I'm going to throw this out there now since we're we're talking about the meet and greet. Uh, it's not always just the people that are at the tables. We, the last time I was at a pro wrestling revolution event. Um, I mean, this was before all sorts of other things happened. Kane Velasquez showed up. A couple of other luchadors were there without their masks on, so I can't identify them. 
but there were people there were lots of people that were around so yeah you never ever know yeah you never know who you're gonna see at pro wrestling revolution so definitely if you are going or thinking about going invest in the vip seats because it is a great deal um, to not only have access to the show but to have access to the exclusive vip meet and greet at uh, at the beginning uh, before uh, the show fully starts. I'm going to give the cheap sheets a, a shout out too. They, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, they're not, there's no bad seat. So if all you can get is no. a cheap seat and you still can have a lot of that experience, they'll still come out during the intermission and be at the table. So you can, you'll still have your chance to meet a Lucha. You just won't have the extended timetable with all, where you get the a guaranteed chance. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. No bad seats. Um, and because the matches are just so dynamic, so entertaining, the setup there too is incredible. Um, amazing lighting and visuals. It's such a unique look and the production value is, um, incredibly high. So you really do get what you pay for with pro wrestling revolution, not just in the talent and the luchadors in the matches, but the entire setup is phenomenal all right so let's jump into our preview of the next show again saturday july 30th santa rosa california we are going to be starting off with our intergender tag team trios match three-person tag team match uh the team of diablo azteca zuka and charisma Versus Moondog, El Dinamita, and Jordan Blue. Now, I this the first thing that really kind of strikes me is some of the standouts of this uh, match, especially coming from the Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy. Um, Charisma has been one uh, from the start who has been homegrown um, within the Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, had big uh, tag match last show. Um, and now in trios action, um, very impressed with her work, um, in just the short amount of time that she's been wrestling and teaming up with the likes of Diablo Azteca and Zuka. I think that this is truly going to be a, a, a good, solid lucha team, but also a team that I think is going to have a great chemistry. I hope so. So I was there for Charisma's debut where she uh, kind of went up on the bad side of uh, a couple of the ladies there, but she mm-hmm. was very much the sweetheart and the darling. So is is that what we, we've been seeing in the last few matches with her? Is she still coming out and everybody's high-fiving yeah. her? And okay, Yes, yeah, no, I think she truly is that. Um, she's definitely, you know, the sweetheart of pro wrestling revolution. Um, and, and rightfully so. I mean, she, she's exactly that. She has a lot of charisma and energy. Um, and I think that it's something that fans are just really drawn to and excited to see in a young wrestler. Good deal. Yeah. And on the contrast too, you have Jordan Blue, who is a very, a well-known wrestler in her own right out 
in uh, California. Um, and so someone who's gained a lot of popularity, um, I think it will be really interesting to see uh, how she faces up against charisma. Now, Jordan having a little bit more experience, um, but again, you know, this is the home team advantage for uh, charisma in particular for this match. Um, but I saw in the last show, Moondog, um, a pretty aggressive wrestler. Um, so he's Very, someone too, yeah. where I, I think that, um, he's going to be a little bit of the hoss in this match and bring some strength and power to kind of offset possibly, uh, more of the aerial style and quickness of, um, Diablo Azteca and Zuka. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. It sounds like we, they've, we've got a nice clash of styles. It's a good, it's a, a mixed trios, which uh, is always more fun and more exciting. Uh, it sounds a bit like you've got people kind of pairing off, uh, you know, by feuds that they've been in or not necessarily feuds by where they've been going. Um, mm-hmm. Charisma's been facing a lot of more veterans. That's been her story. Uh, Zuka has, has been kind of trying to work their way up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of interplay that can happen there. Yeah. Um, I think I think uh, this is going to be kind of you're going to see a, a good old fashioned trios match. You're going to see yeah. lots of uh, of people quick. I don't want to say tag. I don't want to. I don't mean tags when I say quick tags. Quick change of wrestlers mm-hmm. because lucha rules they don't, they they stick with that pretty well. Where you don't see a lot of tags in the trios matches. Just feet hitting the floor. So yeah. Correct. Yeah. In Lucha Libre, a trios uh, match in particular, um, tags are not necessarily required. Anytime a competitor's uh, feet, you know, touch the ground um, or outside of the ring, that is the signal that the next person can come in. So, um, yeah, a very good point about how the rules of this match will impact what we see in the ring and the flow uh, between luchadors. Um you know, throughout this trios match, it it really makes it that much more unpredictable. Yeah, and that unpredictability is what I expect out of a modern trios match. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna see more of that. I mean, Dusty's been watching AAA. He's probably seen a lot more of that kind of style of trios lately than I have. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that lucha trios style is so unique to lucha libre. Like, there's really nothing else like it. It's kind of confusing sometimes to American fans. But when people do it right, like, it's so good. And you know Pro Wrestling Revolution is going to do it right, really build up the emotion. A trios match is honestly the perfect distillation of Lucha Libre, in my opinion. Singles matches are great, but trios matches are something that really make Mexico special, especially the way they do them. And I'm really happy to see this on the card. So talking about a clash of styles, we have almost a clash of countries here. Viento and El Primo Genio kind of representing, you know, Mexico and Mexican culture against the Border Patrol. Um, them along with J.R. Kratos has become a very dominant faction in pro wrestling revolution. I believe they are currently your tag team champions. And so, um, this is a, from what I could see, a non-title match, but one in which, you know, the implications are high. Viento and El Primo Genio are 
you know, very young, as we've been talking about in the in the last match, um, have a lot to prove. You know, El Viento himself uh, made a, a really great impression when he uh, was in uh, Philadelphia for mm-hmm. uh, Expo Lucha. And mm-hmm. Primo Genio has been up and down the West Coast. He just was recently at PCW Ultra and uh, wrestling for the United Wrestling Network. So someone who has a very big future. Um, but against the team of Stevens and Dutra, the Border Patrol, big guys, tough guys, and guys with a lot of attitude that they bring to the ring. This is going to make it a very hard challenge for uh, these two young luchadors. Well, so you have left out the fourth member of La Migra here. The man Mm. in the middle, the man that has been refereeing every tag match that they've had before getting the titles and especially after. So, I mean, uh, yeah, we want to talk about challenges. It's essentially two wrestlers and a referee versus two hot-headed young guys. So, oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> oh man. And that is, it's just not fair to them, but you know, <laughs> in their own right, though, the Border Patrol, a very skilled team. That's the one thing too that they have to their advantage is that they are a regular tag team. They have the cohesion. They have the chemistry. They know what the other person is thinking compared to a kind of, what they would say a makeshift team of El Primo Genio and El Viento, where these are two independent wrestlers coming together. So mm-hmm. that's also a little bit of a disadvantage coming into this match. Yeah, they, I mean, they, to say the odds are stacked against the, the young guys is, is pretty much an understatement here. But, uh, uh, you know, that is how the Border Patrol likes to do it. We really should slow it down a little bit for people who haven't been to a pro wrestling revolution show. And, and introduce them to the whole concept here. Like, there is nobody more hated at, at a pro wrestling revolution show yes. than the Border Patrol. They will make yes. their presence known from the top of the show. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how it happens because being there live for that first part is, is amazing. But they will usually make themselves known at the top of the show. They will come out. They'll talk. They'll talk big. Get under everybody's skin. Uh, they, they do not, they're not shy about the fact that they don't like anybody uh, except for themselves and they, they, uh, don't care what you think about them. So. Well, as you talked about, it is a, a faction and four members. So you have the, the tag team of Stevens and Dutra. Of course, J.R. Kratos, um, as part of La Migra and Border Patrol and Sparky Ballard, uh, the referee that you had been mentioning, um, just somehow happens to always be involved in their matches and uh, is, you know, a true Rudo referee. Um, and again, we've talked about it on the show before, but Lucha Libre does have a bit of a, a style difference in their referees as well as their luchadors. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sparky Ballard is someone who uh, is very polarizing, a very uh, good ref when he wants to be. Uh, but also sometimes we'll have, you know, oh, a phantom injury that will prevent him from, <laughs> you know, doing a three count or yeah. maybe he's distracted and he can't see what's happening in the ring. And it just, oh, oh you know, just the, the irony of it all. But, yeah. you know, but if you border patrol, they are three very big, tough men. So it's not like their talent is any way questionable because they are incredibly talented wrestlers but again they have uh their their whole persona too is this hatred of mexico and uh 
Latino culture and it is, you know, for being a part of a Lucha Libre promotion, it just makes you wonder, why are you here then? Why did Uh, you show up? Why did you show up? And in there, you know, they are looking to really take over pro wrestling revolution. Again, the, you know, Stevens and Dutra as the tag champions, J.R. Kratos, who we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, is your heavyweight champion. So they already own a good majority of the belts in pro wrestling Mm -hmm. revolution. Yeah, and, and again, you will feel their presence from top to bottom. Even though they're only technically in two matches, they are just, they're all over the card whenever you're at a live event. So be, be ready. <laughs> if you hear the police cars, that's probably them. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, we have a four corners or cuatro esquinas match. Vaquero Fantasma versus El Cucuy versus El Misterioso, versus Super Astro Jr. Gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts on this match, the competitors in this match, and uh, something that we haven't done, but I want to try and do a little bit, is give a, a, a prediction on who we think may win this this match. I'm going to let... Be- Oh, yeah, cool. go ahead, Dusty. I was going to say I'm going to let It's got to be start. Super Astro Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's got to be... His work in the ring is just flawless and so good. And, and of course, like, he, he's a second generation wrestler, Super Astro, very famous, very well known, Los Cadets del Espacio. Um, but Super Astro Jr., I mean, he is so good and he doesn't get credit for how good he is. Like, underrated is the perfect word to describe him. And so he's got to win. Like, he's, he's champion now. He's got to retain that championship. It's going to make him a big deal. He needs the win. So, so yeah, Super Astro Jr. floated under, especially in American audiences, attention for a long time because he was in CMLL. And uh, not only does CMLL kind of not get a lot of eyes on it because of all of its cynical booking, but they were doing a classic uh, move where they were keeping the hot young guy kind of in the middle of the card and not letting him rise up too high because that would make some of the other wrestlers in the locker room upset. So you really didn't get to see a lot of what he could do in CMLL at the time. So, uh I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree. It is probably going to be, uh, going to be Super Astro winning because he did only recently win the belt. He is a, a really talented up and comer, but, um, El Kuhui has been on his way up too. I, he won the, the Dragon Rumble when I was down there. Yeah. He's, um, he's slated for, for, uh, trip to Mexico as a result of that and he's, uh, Unless that's already happened and I completely spaced it. Uh, I don't think that's happened yet. (laughs) Okay, go ahead, Dustin. I was going to say Mysterioso, too. You know, he's doing some international stuff. Japan, New Japan. I mean, like. I was going to say, El Mysterioso, he's been someone, yeah, yeah, New Japan. I think he's had a really high caliber amount of talent that he's been facing. And Mm -hmm. so I think he's really on his way up. He's prime yeah. too. He absolutely could could win this thing. It is a distinct possibility. Yeah, I think that's I that, that's what makes this four corners match in particular very interesting. All of these luchadors bring a certain amount of strength and experience. Um, and again, too, it's a four corners match, so anything can go. Um, and that means anyone can pin anyone at any time. And we talked about some you know aspects of a trios match that create a level of unpredictability. 
I think this kind of adds to that in a four corners match where, you know, you don't even have to be in the ring um, in order to lose this match. Um, and so with that, it's stakes are, are high for everyone, um, whether it's, you know, we talked about moving up um, on, you know, the, the plane uh, of uh, the roster, if it's just having a win for pride. Um, and even, you know, just being able to move on that momentum for future opportunities and future matches in and outside of pro wrestling revolution, because people have their eyes on this promotion and wins that happen in pro wrestling revolution have a way of having a trickle effect to other promotions throughout, especially California, but even throughout the U.S. and Mexico. Mm hmm. And to a point we were talking about earlier, since you uh, we were talking about the contrast with the uh, the uh, the unpredictability, this is more of a throwback to the ECW era of of mm. lucha, where you could you would have high flyers and you'd have have near falls, and the, they were the ones that really capitalized on the anybody can win this. It wasn't they did they did things where it was elimination style so you mm-hmm. you would get shocked by who got eliminated first but yeah anybody uh any you know anybody winning this because that's what that's how they would do it they'd put these matches up and people would do exactly what we did and they'd be like well it's the champ he's barely had the belt any time of course he's going to win it and then mm-hmm. like the guy that you know that nobody was expecting would come out of it with the title and maybe you'd only have it for a day but that they still would go for that so yeah mm-hmm. just and this is why i like pro wrestling revolution shows because they they kind of give you a little bit of the flavor of lucha from all over the you know from the you get that texas style you get that california style you get that classic trios match you get that ecw era match I'm sure in a little bit we're going to talk about a little bit of garbage coming into the ring. So, I mean, you know, they're kind of representing everything here. Well, our next match on the card is a special attraction tag team match. Vinny Massaro will be teaming up with Papo Esco to face Bestia 666 or Bestia 666 and Pagano. This is just... Okay, oh. this is the garbage match I was just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but define garbage because well, uh, okay, uh, when people think garbage, they think like trash. I'm, I'm referencing exactly. They're going to uh, overturn trash cans and hit each other with it. They're gonna. <laughs> that they yeah. will utilize trash. Not that this match will be trash. <laughs> right. That's, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm using a, a mark term here. Garbage style pro wrestling was named that way in Japan first because the wrestlers would bring weapons out to the ring in a trash can and New Jack ECW style for those of you who don't know. <laughs> and, and then, it, so it just, the term caught on and I've never stopped using that because, yeah. Anytime you see somebody hit with a keyboard, uh, even though yeah. New Jack made that popular, it's named garbage style because yes, they did yeah. it in Japan. I mean, this could be the match. <laughs> You're right about it could go all over the place um, oh, with yeah. having Bestia and Pagano. But I would lean more to Pagano, Pagano especially, who <laughs> loves this kind of 
little styles. Um, he, yeah. he thrives on it. Like, I feel like that's going to probably maybe dictate the theme of this match. Now, you know, Vinny Massaro and Papo Esco, Vinny helped train Papo Esco. So mm-hmm. as far as, you know, when you think earlier, we talked about like Viento and Primo Genio as a makeshift team. Technically, this is a makeshift team, but in a different way where, you know, Papo learned so much from Vinny. And so yeah. even though they may not wrestle together frequently, they're actually going to be a very strong team. Uh, that is also, something I do, I do believe. So in addition to them having a long history where they've been training with each other forever, they both are very, uh, to use the, the term simpatico, uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're very, they're angry old men, yep. even though they're not old men. <laughs> And they, so they're very, they, they know, they know what each other wants to do. They, they, they'll be able to do that, uh, unspoken communication. And, and I, yeah, you're going to see a lot of that. And, uh, neither of those guys are shy about using, uh, stuff in the ring either. I've seen, mm-hmm. I've seen Vinny hit people with loaded pizza boxes. Uh, I've seen, uh, I've seen Papo, uh, well, I mean, I haven't seen it. I've, I've seen him threaten to use any, everything and anything at ringside. Well, Papo just (laughs) recently, um, last week at, uh, at uh, PCW Ultra had a bunch of stakes just lodged into his forehead. So Papo is warmed up, uh, to go in a more (laughs) brutal style from his match last week. Well, Um, and Pagano brings those stakes. So there you go. You know, God forbid you go two for two, you know, but that could be possible where Papa yeah. gets another, you know, bunch of stakes driven into his oh. his head, you know. Um, but, yeah, this has the, the, the capability of being a very brutal match, probably the most brutal in the, of the entire card. So, yeah, I, I'm going to just talk about the style breakdown on this. It's going to be physical, the physicality on one side versus kind of the ruthless uh tenacity on the other side i guess you would say mm-hmm. so uh if papo and uh and Vinny can keep it in the ring and use their size and their their smarts and their strength against the other team they're going to come out on top but if it goes yeah. out to the outside you're going to have cookie sheets and skewers getting involved and that changes the whole game plan so um dusty you know all of these guys come on get hop in here yeah i mean it's it's going to be a crazy match, like you mentioned, and I think we're going to see a lot of big hoss stuff, maybe yeah. from from Papo Esco in a way that we don't ordinarily, because he's going to have the size disparity in this match, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. Looking forward to that, but I think also very underrated that Pagano and Bastia are teaming together. I yes. mean, like this is yeah. really, I mean, kind of a dream match in some ways, and so very cool, very exciting. I, I think this will probably be the bloodiest match on the card, but I don't mm-hmm. don't know that. I mean, we still got a main event to talk about. But it's gonna go hard. Yeah, yeah, true. But this this is right up there. Yeah, yeah. But this this is gonna be the hardest match I think of the show in the best way. Brendan and I have talked before about how we don't really like the bloody, like gratuitously violent matches where you see. I mean, it's kind of like seeing somebody be tortured. But this kind of match is so much more realistic, so much more fun. They have so much fun with it. Like you can tell, Pagano loves this. I mean, it's brutal, but he loves it, and that's the kind of thing you enjoy to see as a fan. So I, I think this is going to be one of the stronger matches. I hope we get to see the cookie sheets always a fan of the cookie sheets 
But I, I do. I think this is, has the potential to be the best match on the card. Great. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call the upset Vinny and Papo for the win. I hope so. Uh, I, I think that Brennan, your, your idea of the game plan is right on, on track. And I think they're going to find ways to, uh, you know, keep things in the ring or try to disable, uh, them from utilizing any weapons. Uh, I'm not sure how, but my gut is telling me that they're going to be able to, to pull off the win here. I think you, you might have a little bias on this, but I'm not going <laughs> to. I mean, not, I mean, you know, I'm a always a big fan of Popo, but I can be very objective as well. But I'm just saying that I, I think that, uh, that, you know, again, it could, it could be an upset. I'm just, just wanted to throw that out there oh, as no, a prediction. I, I, I couldn't, if, if I were to go to Vegas, I wouldn't bet on this one because it's too close to call. Up next, we have the debut of two luchadors from the streets of Mexico to the world, Ultimo Maldito versus Archangel Divino. Now, we talked about this last week on the show. These two luchadors are being represented by the Mass Republic Talent Agency. Um, and so as, uh, Talents or luchadors sponsored by Mass Republic um, and being represented by Mass Republic. Um, it's giving them the opportunity to step foot in uh, the United States to wrestle. Gemma, I'm curious, you know, what can you share about the background of these two luchadors? I'm not as familiar with them as, as you may be. So I wanted to help educate our, our listeners here about what's such the big deal for Ultimo Maldido and Archangel Divino to be um, on the show and, and facing each other go ahead dusty uh well i know a lot about ultimo maldito he's actually a second generation wrestler his father was destroyer who you know wrestled in tijuana he's from tijuana as well uh he's been wrestling for about 10 years uh he's just a big deal but he's never been one of those guys that you know became a star he has all the pieces he's been at it long enough but he just didn't have that little boost and i really think that mass republic being able to help him get that travel visa help him with some booking and things like this get him on higher profile shows like pro wrestling revolution we're going to get a lot more eyes on him i think he's going to be a much bigger deal as soon as people get those american eyes on him it seems like the luchadors you know instantly rise up in the rankings and on the cards and i think we're going to see that with them He's wrestled everywhere. He's been in AAA, DTU, The Crash. Uh, you know, he's wrestled all over Mexico, but we haven't seen him here before. And to have him here, I think, is going to be a much bigger deal than we expect. I think he's going to seize on the opportunity, and we're just going to see a lot more out of him uh, after this. So this is kind of your chance to see him on the way in. Uh, I mean, you say all over Mexico, like, and fans and listeners out there are probably thinking, yeah, he wrestled, you know, in, in the arenas and all that. No, he was wrestling out in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. He was, like, yeah I mean, he's, yeah, he's been everywhere like yeah. that. It's incredible. I, if you see the footage of the wrestlers that are at the traffic lights in, in uh, Tijuana, you've probably seen Ultimo Maldito at some point just to, you know, because uh, he's that good. But they, they, he did it out there. He's done lucha underneath bridges. I've seen footage of that. Like he's, 
it's uh he didn't get the rub but he certainly had the passion because he did it ev- everywhere and any chance he got so um you have to be really good <laughs> to do lucha on the street without killing yourself so yeah absolutely <laughs> If you can imagine what he did in the streets, think about what he could do in an actual ring. Right? Which is which is why some of those other guys signed on after they saw some of that footage. So, mm-hmm. um, so are they wrestling each other or are they wrestling? They are. Yeah. They're, yeah, yeah, they're wrestling each other. Oh and goodness! Ar- and Archangel Davino, for people that don't know, used to be Bengala in AAA. I'm not yeah. as familiar with him aside from the AAA stuff, but yeah, he was a a big deal. And I mean, he's been in the crash. He's been in yeah. uh, AAA. He was not the Bengala from uh, Lucha Underground. He was a different one. Uh, right. But yeah, it's another I mean, case of AAA owning the the, the, mask the gimmick. And the name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he kind of went out on his own and became Archangel Devito, uh, Devino. And he's I didn't know this before this evening, but he and Ultimo Maldito are actually brothers. That, so, oh, that I mean, it makes sense. sense. Yeah, like when you yes. see it and, and, and as soon as you hear it, you know. But I, we talked about this with Vinny and Papo, the fact that these guys came up together, trained together. We've seen this in Lucha Bro, with Lucha Bros. The way they made their name in America was wrestling against each other because they had yes. wrestled together forever. And they put mm-hmm. on the most insane matches you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And to expect anything less – you know, from Archangel Divino and Ultimo Maldito, like these guys are going to do the exact same thing. Like they're mm-hmm. they're going to surprise us. They, I guarantee, they're going to come in with something to try to steal the show, and maybe will. They, yeah, I mean, the talent behind them, the years behind them, they've just needed a bigger platform to show it off, and that's finally what they've got with Pro Wrestling Revolution. And I, I genuinely think this is going to be their springboard to bigger, better things in America and maybe one of your few chances to see them on the way up before they get somewhere big. I don't yeah. know that they last long on the indies when people see what they can do. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's that's just it, right? Like we, I, got, we got Ring of Honor that made the roster <laughs> and like these guys <laughs> – Tony, oh, I mean, like, yeah. I, I'm giving well, you a uh, one here. Hire these guys. Uh, let's let's skip let's skip the AEW for now. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm thinking Ring of Honor. I want I know. I, back. I, I know. I'm, I'm still afraid <laughs> that we're gonna have routes, you know ML your MLWs. Yeah. Uh, Ring of Honor. Underground. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yes. uh, yeah, I, I, I think that to that point we uh like it was not that long ago that uh i was hanging out at at a uh at lucha festival up in vancouver bc chatting with thunder rosa for 30 minutes because nobody was at her booth like just that was that was only two that was three years ago so you know i think they're on a faster pace than she she is and look at where she is now so yeah, just just to give you guys that example and know that, that you know, this is the chance. I, if you know that somebody's on the rise, talk with them now. Get to know them. Get a mask yeah. from them now. Yeah. <laughs> and a picture. Get your picture yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. Because that's always so cool later when they're a big deal. Right? But we are going to move to our next matchup. And one, I mean, we talk about the stakes are high, but this is truly one of the most highly anticipated matches uh, in all of pro wrestling right now. 
It is for the Pro Wrestling Revolution Women's Championship. La Huera Loca, Taya, will be challenging current champion Lady Apache. Now, Taya's been collecting belts here and there, so she has that momentum on her side. But Lady Apache is truly a figurehead of women's wrestling in Mexico in the Lucha Libre style. And as well-versed as Taya may be in Lucha Libre, I don't know if she could, you know, go up against Lady Apache in this way. It, it, it's, you know, something that it seems blasphemous to say as someone who is, you know, wrestled all over the country, all over the world, has now has, what, four different women's championships. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just as, you know, right now. Could she add a fifth? I'm curious with your guys' thoughts on this match. I got to jump in right away on this because this one gives me the, the strong ones. Uh, the First off, Taya has something to prove that's even beyond Lady Apache. She and Thunder Rosa have both declared themselves the best wrestler in all of Mexico. And you don't get to call yourself that without facing Lady Apache. So, mm, uh, <laughs> Good point. Good point. You know, that's where that's where I'm looking at this right now. Like she wants to she wants this win. It's not about the belt. It's about being the best. So she may this, because she's she's kind of back in a Peristel mall spirit, too. She may be more about getting a win than the title. So it may it may be a visual one, two, three. There may be a little bit more underhanded sort of tactic going on especially since Lady Apache is kind of a crowd favorite at the pro wrestling revolution. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that, that she's, I'm just saying she's got, she's got big shoes. She needs to fill. And Lady Apache is a big notch on the belt for that. So it's, I, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking Taya wins this, but doesn't necessarily win the belt. Dusty, yeah, what that- are your thoughts? I I think Brendan could be right, but Taya's on her belt collector run. I I don't know. I I think the motivation to get that belt and that championship is a big deal. She's got more belts than Kenny Omega now. Got a lot of <laughs> momentum behind them. This is also the first singles matchup between Taya and Lady Apache. And so ever. wow, ever, ever, ever. <laughs> I what did I just say, you guys? Like literally, <laughs> these matches at Pro Wrestling Revolution ha- will send ripples throughout the world of professional wrestling. The fact that we've never had Taya singles match uh, versus Lady Apache, and that's happening at Pro Wrestling Revolution on July thirtieth. Mm-hmm. That that's the mm-hmm. match that makes me want to buy a ticket uh, and fly down there. Yeah, that, I mean. As it much as the like other a, ones are going to be bangers, that's that's history. Exactly. Yes. It feels like a once-in-a-lifetime thing to get to see them face off against each other because we haven't seen it yet. And it's such a big yeah. deal and feels so special because of that. And Even yeah, if this turns into a year-long program and they, it winds up with an Apuestas match at a pay-per-view somewhere, this is still the first match. This is where yeah, the first starts. time they ever face off. <laughs> yeah, you'll back. never be able to replicate that, and it's such a cool and unique spot and moment. And along with everything else, like this card's just crazy, but this match is—I <laughs> mean, yeah, I—I right? I can't believe the quality that they're bringing to people. 
it's it's you know yeah it's definitely amazing that this is uh something that fans could watch in person um in santa rosa july 30th first time (laughs) ever um and again the stakes are high the pro wrestling revolution women's championship is on the line does taya collect one more belt or does lady apache retain we will see on july 30th Let's head into our main event of the evening. It is the Pro Wrestling Revolution Heavyweight Championship match. J.R. Kratos, your current champion, will be facing Dr. Wagner Jr. And I know you both have a lot to say about this. Uh, so <laughs> I will both let you kind of take the reins on this. Um, I mean, we already talked a little bit about J.R. Kratos as the current uh, Pro Wrestling Revolution heavyweight champion. He is part of La Migra, the Border Patrol. So he has backup. But, you know, in, in matches like this, so he hasn't necessarily leaned on them for this. He's been able to be uh, a standalone champion in it uh, of itself, too. But, uh, again, you know, I know there's there's more to discuss on this, um, so I want to get both of your thoughts on uh, this heavyweight championship match. So the other factor that's in here is this is this is more than just uh, once again it's more than just a heavyweight championship match. They did not pull Doctor Wagner out of the hat for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the as La Migra has grown in power and grow and and grown more irresponsibly, a small faction of wrestlers has come up to oppose them regularly and Dr. Wagner mm-hmm. has been one of them. So, uh it is he's he's there representing Mexico and oh my goodness, I mean, could you just have more of a like the, the only thing is it's it's here in California, but could you have more of a like a national pride sort of match, a Captain America equivalent? In Dr. Wagner, where he's, he comes out dressed in the Mexican flag, everybody mm-hmm. knows him, and, yeah. and he is representing the pride of Mexico against these, uh, these, these thieves in the night that stole the title. I'm gonna just call it as I see it. He, he may have been legitimately holding the title and having good defenses, but they, the, the fourth man came, was involved in that title change. They did everything. Uh, in the book to get that title off of Ultimo Dragon, and uh, and they, they, it paid off. So the the fans know it that the, the, you know all of that. Um, so I wanted to just get in on the history, Dusty. You can educate them a lot more on on uh, Doctor Wagner and or Kratos or both. Yeah, well, Dr. Wagner, he's famous. Everybody knows Dr. Wagner. I mean, if you're a Lucha fan, you know who Dr. Wagner is. There's not even a if you don't know who Dr. Wagner is. He has been everywhere. He was – I think that he's maybe a stronger wrestler than ever. Like his character mm. work and everything since the pandemic, I feel like it's just top-notch. I mean, he doesn't get mentioned enough for how – great he is and how rude his rudo work is and just how special he is because he's been around and he's been everywhere and we've kind of gotten used to dr wagner in a way but i mean that in the best possible way like we've just kind of taken him for granted and i think he may show up and and show us why we shouldn't have taken him for granted. <laughs> but at the same time, J.R. Kratos, he's on a big run. He's been in New Japan 
New Japan Wrestling recently doing New Japan yeah. Strong. He's had some incredible matches. He's got some incredible matches coming up this coming weekend, and I believe the maybe the day after PWR. So, I mean, he's at the top of his game, too. He's kind of like a conditioned athlete or a touring musician. You're always at the top when you're doing the most like that. He's putting in the work all over the country wrestling. I think J.R. Kratos comes out on top on this one. I mean, I think it'll be yeah. violent. I think there will be shenanigans. But I think J.R. Kratos, I think he's just got what it takes to retain. No, that's such a good point. And again, I, I mentioned the Board Patrol, you know. They have the possibility of, of, you know, making their presence known. But they also don't need to in order for no. J.R. Kratos to retain. And I think that's the thing that ultimately makes me kind of side with you uh, that – you know, both in, in his size and ability and brutality too, yeah. you know, um, I mean, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm going to go on the other side of this. I think if there's no border patrol, there's no referee shenanigans. I think Wagner wins this hands down. I think Ooh. he's got the experience. He's played dirty before he's uh, to Dusty's point. He's stronger and better than ever. Uh, I, he's, he's, I mean, he's feuded and gone toe-to-toe with legends of the sport and won. Yeah. So, like, I mean, no no mark on Kratos on that, but Kratos is no Blue Demon. Kratos is no, as much as I hate him, he's no Psycho Clown. Like, he's just, mm-hmm. he hasn't had the seasoning to reach those levels yet. So, I, I think Kratos is capable of winning, but I, I think it's... It, it all things are even. I think Wagner wins more often than not. Well, we will just have to wait and see what happens at Paul well, Wrestling. Well, there's gonna be shenanigans anyway. Yeah, well, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah, there's there's a lot to be seen. You know, um, it, it it could really go either way with shenanigans, without shenanigans. Uh, I think that that what's what makes this so you know, hard to determine. Um, I, and gets us split. I, I, I think, I think even, uh, you know, as even like I was saying, in an even playing field shenanigans gets involved because both of these men are not above cheating. And <laughs> just, we'll see, we just, cookie sheet or a hammer or something, but because like of both. Rare yes. to see the Rudo versus Rudo like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's well, pretty cool too. Let's be I, I do have to be. That's why I was mentioning the history on this. He is not really full Rudo in pro wrestling revolution. He is he is coming out. He plays to the fans. He uh, he he comments on J.R. Kratos having a small PP. Uh, like, <laughs> that sounds pretty rude to me. <laughs> I mean, he's still Dr. Wagner. He's still going to give Dr. Wagner promos. But uh, but he's doing it to play up to the fans. So uh, he, he's he is one hundred percent in Technico mode in in a pro wrestling revolution match. So you know this is also a rare opportunity at this phase in his career to see him be Technico because he's usually Rudo when you see him on the AAA main events. To be sure. I mean it's really valid as well i mean not you know having a sense of who's you know 
essentially both are Rudo, but who's the more Rudo uh, of the two uh, in this context? It's it's a little bit hard to tell, you know. Overall, though, you know, Doug Weiner Jr. is Rudo, but you can't get, you know, especially to a, a pro wrestling revolution crowd, can't get as Rudo as the Border Patrol. No, yeah, everybody, yeah. we cannot uh, understate, over, overstate this. Everybody at a pro wrestling show hates anyone involved with La Migra. Like, there's yeah. just no, <laughs> you know it and you feel it instantly. The moment they walk out or the music hits, you know who the bad guys are. And you get a pretty clear picture as to why you don't like them very quickly. Yeah, it doesn't take you a whole lot, lot of time <laughs> to realize why people hate the Border Patrol. Uh, they just, you know, they, you just have to experience it for yourself by going to a pro wrestling revolution show. Yeah. Uh, you just have to experience it for yourself because we cannot do that justice. <laughs> no. Cause no, we it's... are not that kind of jerks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And it's, it's just like I, I keep alluding to, it's just a feeling. It's not, I mean, I can't, I can describe to you all the things that you see here. And, and are going on around you, but I can't convey the energy, how the energy changes from the moment. I mean, like, we talked with, with, uh, Gabe a couple years ago at this point, and he mentioned that. He's like, he, he just, he said he got lucky to, to have these guys on the card doing that because, you know, when he threw the idea out there, it was just an idea to, to maybe get them a little bit of heat, and they've turned into the thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. But, uh, yeah. I, That's somewhere I, in the archives, right? Yes, yeah, somewhere in the archives, I'm assuming. <laughs> I, I'm going to look for it on YouTube, see if we've got it. Because we did interview Gabe Ramirez uh, a while back. I remember that was... I actually... That's almost, uh, I think two years ago this week. Yeah. Because I saw a memory <laughs> of us. Yes. It's actually uh, two... No, a year ago. Uh a year ago this week. Wow, so, this week, yeah. Yes. <laughs> According to my stories. There we go. So, yeah. Speaking of, make sure to check out the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast archives on luchacentral.com and, of course, the Lucha Central YouTube page. Uh, way back to uh, uh, episode from last year where we interviewed, um, Gabe Ramirez. It's under Lucha Central Weekly Special Edition, Gabe Ramirez interview. I was just gonna say, I feel we both found it. Yes. It's right there. All you have to do is search Lucha Central Gabe and it will be the, the top hit. So it's easy, super easy to get to, but I'll make it even easier. If you don't want to do that effort, just say, send me the link and I will send you the link myself. That's so nice of you, Brendan. <laughs> you're, you're a doll, your sweetheart. I, <laughs> I just want people to hear this. He had a lot mm-hmm. of good things to say. We talked about school, and he talked about what makes a really good school, and his answer to that was really surprising to me at the time, mm-hmm. but uh, also the perfect answer. Yeah. So. Well, again, tickets for Pro Wrestling Revolution's July 30th show in Santa Rosa, California are still available. You can purchase tickets at LuchaLibreBoletos.com. 
you have general admission and VIP tickets available. VIP tickets include an exclusive meet and greet for before the show. So that way you can meet with your favorite luchadors, buy their merchandise, take their photos, have a few minutes to speak with them. Again, it's an amazing opportunity and chance that you get before the show even starts to connect with the luchadors that are going to be at uh, that night's show. Um, and again, it's an amazing experience, amazing quality and talent. Uh, and it is high energy from top to bottom. So it is it's, a phenomenal, phenomenal show. It's not hype to say this is actually one of the, the best shows that you can get and for a really low price. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Some of, if not the best, Lucha Libre on this entire coast at Pro Wrestling Revolution. That has been our preview of the July 30th card in Santa Rosa. Don't forget to follow Pro Wrestling Revolution, um, PW Revolution on Instagram. You can also check out uh, their website. I think it's ProWrestlingRevolution.com. Um, you could just kind of Google it, um, but that has information, of course, on the upcoming shows and the Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy. Um, again, also an amazing uh, building ground for lots of luchadors um, who are getting trained uh, the right way in California. We will definitely be sharing with you uh, the results of the show afterwards. So. Make sure that you continue to listen to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast for updates and information on all that is the world of Lucha Libre, both in the independents, the major promotions, and of course, in the United States and across the world. So with that, we are going to kick it off to Denise Salcedo, who brings us this week's Lucha Central Central. And right after that, we are going to be jumping into our Expo Lucha interview with Jesus Rodriguez, also known as Robert. Uh, 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 oh, my gosh. Why? Uh, my, my, my brain just stopped for a second. The personal ring announcer. Yes. <laughs> uh the, the, uh, Roberto Rodriguez. Yes, Roberto yes. Rodriguez. I had yep. that on the tip of my tongue, and for some reason it <laughs> sounded wrong. But Jesus Rodriguez, also known as Roberto Rodriguez, um, mine and Brendan's interview with him at Expo Lucha. Stay tuned for that right after this week's Lucha Central Central. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of LuchaCentral.com. On Tuesdays, Math, Mats, and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. 
Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at luchacentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday nights live, it's WrestleBoss, where Fabi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener call-ins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world. Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central Weekly podcast, one in English y el otro en español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed and please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love for now this is denise salcedo signing off from lucha central central have a great week lucha-masks.com by pro wrestling revolution bringing you in partnership with mass republic the lucha brothers as well as japanese legend ultimo dragon Go to lucha-masks.com and fight lucha strong with masks from your favorite lucha legends and pro wrestling revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com powered by pro wrestling revolution. Alright, it is live here. We are live here at Expo Lucha with the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. Miranda Morales being joined by Brendan Barr. Hello. And we are joined right now by the one and only announcer, wrestler extraordinaire, commentator extraordinaire from last night, Jesus Rodriguez. How's it going today? I am very excited to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me on, on this on this show. Um, from one ring announcer to another, you did an amazing job last night, so uh, congratulations. And, and to be here at the legendary ECW arena, the, the 2300 uh, place, man, it's it's awesome. It's legendary. We're here celebrating the 27th anniversary of a, of a match that changed Lucha Libre for for many, many, many generations. Uh, a pivotal moment of, of seeing Psychosis and Rey Mysterio Jr., uh, who, if it wasn't for them, who knows if we would even be here today. So it was because of them, and then to see them live, or see, excuse me, to see Psychosis live last night, that was truly uh, an honor to be able to call this match. Uh, but I'm, I'm very excited to be here, so thank you very much for inviting me. Yes, I mean, tell us more about this weekend experience for you, of course, commentating last night for Lucha Libre, under the influence of Lucha Libre on Fight TV, as well as just being a part of the festivity this weekend. Uh, you know, what is it like just to be 
around this environment, which we haven't been around in quite some time. Unfortunately, due to COVID, the last two years have been pretty difficult. Uh, a lot of people, and and I think it has shown in the last couple of months of of things opening up back again, uh, of all the events. We're, we're surrounded by so many fans that have come out to these events again, because uh, we're we're all dying for for this entertainment, for for this this sort of environment of being back out into our our little. Our, our world of professional wrestling, of Lucha Libre, so I'm very ha- happy to be here. And it's, uh, it's things like this always excite me because I get to interact with the fan base. Because obviously, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. There, they are the backbone. They, they are the the, the the pulse that keeps this whole thing going. That, that keeps the heart beating. Uh, so, what we're doing right now, actually, in this current time before the event happens, it's a special little meet and greet that we're doing with the fans. So, I'm, I'm always happy to do things like this. Uh, you're here, and, but you do have some posters here for an event coming up, so we might as well get that. Going. Might as well, right? Since we're here, um, I currently just came back from uh, from a year in Egypt, which I had a pro wrestling school over there, and I just moved to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Wait, oh, sorry, sorry, Lancaster, Lancaster, Lancaster. So I have to say it right, otherwise I, I get a lot of uh, stuff back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> so uh, I just moved out to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, uh, and on August 20th, I'm running a, an event at the Barnstormers uh, Stadium. The, it's a baseball stadium, uh, and I'm very proud of it because we've invested a lot of time and effort into this. Tickets are actually on sale at the moment, and then already listed uh, on this event are uh, Santino Morella, Fandango, uh, Alberto Rio, yours truly, of course, Ricardo Rodriguez, and... An old friend of mine, an old colleague of mine who's actually doing a hell of a job in NOAA in Japan at the moment, Rob Van Dam. So I'm very excited to have everybody there. Uh, we're working on possibly doing a streaming service um, as well. So if you're not in the area, you can always check it out. Uh, we're still working on that, and details should be coming up soon. But if you're within the the, the area of Lanca- Lancaster, excuse me, Lancaster, <laughs> Pennsylvania, uh, it's always uh, check out um, Landstor- uh, excuse me, LancasterBarnstormers.com backslash pro dash wrestling uh you can purchase your tickets there but i'm, I'm very excited uh I've, I've had this privilege of being able to run shows internationally uh in australia and in india in, in in egypt in mexico all over the states um but it's been a while and i'm very excited i'm very happy to be doing this you had just mentioned you had come back to the United States after running a wrestling school in Egypt. One thing that we were curious about with really the mixed backgrounds that you have working in the American scene, Libre background, and then bringing that really in an international way, can you tell us, was there elements of Lucha Libre that you brought to your school or Lucha Libre training that you may have brought to Egypt? Lucha Libre was what I started in uh, 16 years ago, 17 technically. Uh, I started in Lucha Libre Mexicana from from the beginning in, in Los Angeles, so that's always been my my love and passion. Uh, and then when I eventually I switched over to the American style, there was always that little hybrid mixture, and I was very thankful for the trainers that I had that helped me transition from from Lucha to American. So big shout out to Los Luchas in the Phoenix Stars, Zocre and Nemesis. Uh, back in in Los Angeles, so I'm very thankful for those guys because they were able to teach me how to mold the two together. And because of that, that's always been you know my my biggest backbone uh, and what I focus a lot on on how to do both sides of of that whole spectrum of that whole wrestling side. Um, so of course, I mean, especially now when you watch wrestling on an independent level, especially you see this big hybrid of what is American style, the Japanese style, and a big influence of in lucha libre. You see the high flyers that all stems from lucha libre. Uh, the the headsters, the hercules, the, the cazadoras, 
the topes, uh, anything off the top rope, the dasi, the outside, it's all lucha libre. The, the fanfare, the, 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 the pageantry of what is lucha libre, you'll see it all the time. That's where the, the outfits, uh, the, the, the entrances, all that stuff is lucha libre. So I'm very proud, um, like I said, to have been able to take that with me. Uh, whoa! Somebody just fell into the ring. <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> we are live! Um, so I'm, I'm very proud to have been able to take that uh, all over the world and and pass it on because, like I said, that to me that's my that's my blood that's that's what keeps my heart beating and it's lucha libre. And you're uh, you said before that you were thinking about moving uh, teaching in this area now too, right? I'm I'm in the process currently. Uh, I got this idea floating in my head of of possibly opening up something in in the central Pennsylvania area. Um, so that's that's kind of my hopes and dreams at the moment since I'm going to be moving out here permanently. Uh, I thought at first it was going to be a, a, a little stay, see what happens, but I, I enjoy it. Um, and this whole area is new to me, so I'm even more excited to explore this this the, the northern eastern side, the northeastern seaboard. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping to to open up something soon and and bring a little lucha libre influence to to Pennsylvania. I mean, for someone who's traveled the world like you, I think. Not only just Lucha Libre, but all these other cultural and wrestling elements um, would be a fantastic fit for, for school. Something that's very unique. So uh, I'd be very interested to see, and I think anyone who trained under you would really benefit uh, from all of that, uh, plus all of the roles and experiences that you've had in pro wrestling. I've had a lot of, uh, and I'm very thankful for the opportunities. Um, I've had the privilege of opening up schools, of running schools all throughout the U.S., in different countries, but under the banner of somebody else, under the flag, under the umbrella of other people. And I'm very thankful for the opportunities, I really am, but I've never got a chance to do it by myself or under my own umbrella. Um, so that's kind of what I'm, I'm really looking forward to. And I have a lot of a lot of former students or people that came through my, my teachings or my school uh, at one point or another who are doing amazing things right now, whether it's in WWE, NXT, uh, on the independence scene, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact. Uh, so I, I know my influences have been out there. I I can't tell you how many because I, I can't count that much. <laughs> this is just me boasting. This is just me totally boasting. Uh, but I'm I'm proud of everybody. But I'm proud of everybody, and and it makes me like a proud dad uh, to see these these uh, men and women that have come through my doors and and go out and do things that are amazing. And I see them do it on TV, and it makes me like I said a proud dad. Of course. And of course, when you are students and your kids go out into the world, you are a um, proud father. And, of course. And, and you can see those elements of you. But then also, I'm sure they come back to you with things that then you can then share and train. And there's such a legacy and history in wrestling. But I think especially in Lucha Libre, that is very, very cherished. And it's not just necessarily the Lucha Libre, but like you said, in the Latino community, we're very family-oriented, and I'm very uh, strong with that. The loyalty aspect of things, um, always remembering your roots, you know, never forgetting what your roots are, your, your raíces, your sangre. Um, that to me is Lucha Libre, that to me is my, my, my Latino culture, my Mexican side, uh, and I will never forget that side, because that's, that's what makes me me. Uh, to be able to take that and have my flag I'm a, a proud Chicano proud uh, Mexican American and take that flag all over the world and say hey this is me this is what I'm doing and I'm proud of it uh, and nobody can ever take those experiences away from me ever uh, so so, and something that we were talking off there beforehand of 
having these experiences and something that I didn't mention to you, like nobody can ever take those experiences from you because they've already happened. Uh, so be proud of what you've accomplished. I, I know I am. I'm proud of my accomplishments. And they're very well documented and nobody can ever take those away from me. Um, so I hope to create more. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, can you please let our listeners know where they can find you on social media or anywhere else you think our listeners should be visiting, whether it's your events, uh, other websites, pages? Uh, I'm still on uh, on Twitter. Uh, I don't want to lose the check mark, so I don't. I can't change my my handle. Uh, oh, I lose my check mark. So it's still RRWWE on Twitter. Uh, Instagram, it's uh, at the letter J underscore Rodriguez eight one eight. Um, Facebook, that's personal. So stay away, nerds. That's mine. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Facebook's just a personal thing. Uh, but mostly, mostly, uh, like I said, on on Instagram and Twitter. Again, Lancaster. Yeah, LancasterBarnstormers.com. Yes, ma'am. Really, again, a stacked card um, and something that man, fans should be really excited about. Uh, of course, yourself, Senor Del Cotron, Santinorella, Dirty Dango, RVD. I mean, it's a big mix of talent as well, of course, a lot of local talent that uh, you know, fans would be familiar with. Uh, congratulations on all of your success and all of the efforts that you're doing. The big plans moving forward, we'll be excited to hear what Thank you very much. And we are back. We hope you enjoyed this week's show. Again, a little bit of a different format, but we're excited to change things up with you. Again, we had that preview of Pro Wrestling Revolution's July 30th card in Santa Rosa. A great in-depth discussion on the matches that are to come and the luchadors that are going to be featured on that show. Again, if you are near or will be near or can make it to Santa Rosa, California, we highly recommend that you go and check out their show. Tickets are available at luchalibreboletos.com and you can find them on social media at PW Revolution. Also, a big thank you to Jesus Rodriguez, Roberto Rodriguez, uh, for the interview that we had with him at Expo Lucha uh, last month. Uh, someone who was such a, a joy to speak with. Someone who, again, is incredibly knowledgeable and experienced in so many facets of pro wrestling. It was great uh, to speak with him and get to know more about what he's up to and continuing his work in the world of pro wrestling. With that, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you all so much for joining us. Don't forget to check out Lucha Central on social media. You can find us at Lucha Central on Facebook and Instagram and at LuchaCentral.com on Twitter. As I mentioned earlier, you can visit us or check out the Lucha Central YouTube webpage. YouTube webpage, yes, where we have previous episodes of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast in English and our sister show in Espanol. We talked about it. We interviewed Gabe Ramirez this time last year, talked a lot about the training academy as well as 
Pro Wrestling Revolution itself, lucha-mass.com, and much, much more. So you can find archives from all the way to the beginning to just last week. So check that out on the YouTube page, as well as the interviews and content that you're not going to find anywhere else. While you're at it, go ahead and follow us on social media. Dusty, can you let our listeners know where they can find you? Yeah, I am on Instagram at Dusty Murphy, and I am on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Dusty Murphy. And Brendan, can you let our listeners know where they can find you? Uh, yes, I am 321 T-Shirt Guy. That is the numbers, 321 T-Shirt Guy is all spelled out. I am on Facebook, I am on Instagram, and I'm all over the Twitters. And me, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter, but go ahead and message Brendan anyways, just in case you need <laughs> to get a hold of me on Twitter. And and because we focused on an indie show this week, let's do the, the pitch for indies one more time, too. I will, will always welcome anybody sending me any indie results. So if you're, you know, if you're a wrestler promoter, super fan, regular fan, uh, just send, if you see, you can just send me the three lines. You can send me Dr. Wagner beat somebody, uh, at this, at, at uh, in Portland. And I, I will probably put that on the show cause I, I'm a well-established Dr. Wagner mark, but I mean, mm-hmm. even if it's just Sonico or, you know, your local luchador guy, then sorry, Sonico, I didn't mean to. Undercut you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, please send me your results or Dusty or Miranda. Yes, absolutely. Feel free to reach out to any of us on social media uh, with information on independent wrestling shows. If you are a fan, a promoter, a luchador, we'd love to feature you on a future edition of the Indie Roundup. And also, if you are listening to this podcast on your favorite podcast streaming platform, like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe, and that way get a notification anytime a new episode of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast drops. You can leave us a five-star rating and leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Give us your feedback on topics we should cover, haven't covered, Shouldn't cover again. I don't know. Whatever you want, <laughs> go ahead and leave us that feedback. Um, we'd love to hear from you. So that's it for this week's episode of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining. And you know what that means. We will be with you next week. <laughs>